Then he will say to those on his left, Leave me, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also, in their turn, will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or as a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he, the Lord, will reply to them, I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, to the extent that you did not do it for one of the least of these, my followers, you did not do it for me. Then these unbelieving people will go away into eternal, unending punishment. But those who are righteous and in right standing with God will go, by His remarkable grace, into eternal, unending life. That's Matthew 25, verses 41 through 45. Well, welcome to the program, everyone, to Fill the Lamp. I'm Neil Parks. Now, we're in the study of the book of James. James is primarily an ethical, emphasizing duty rather than doctrine. James wrote to rebuke the shameful neglect of certain Christian duties. In doing so, he analyzed the nature of genuine faith, and urged his readers to demonstrate the validity of their experience with Christ. His supreme concern was reality in religion, and he set forth the practical claims of the gospel. His two fundamental emphases are, this is big, personal growth in the spiritual life, and sensitivity in social relationships. Any faith that does not deal with both of these personal and social issues is a dead faith. The message of James speaks especially to those who are inclined to talk their way to heaven instead of walking their way there. So with that said, therefore, we see that our persons are justified before God by faith. But our faith is justified before men by works. This is so plainly the scope and design of the Apostle James that he is but confirming what Paul in other places says of his faith also that it is a laborious faith and a faith working by love. In many other places, it is, states that too. Galatians 5, 6, 1 Thessalonians 1, 3, and Titus 3, 8. Paul may be understood as speaking of that justification which is growing 
James of that which is complete. It is by faith only that we are put into a justified state. But then good works comes in for the completing of our justification at the last great day. Then, the Bible says, Come, you children of my Father, for I was hungry, and you gave me meat. Look what verse 6 in Galatians 5, 6 says. Paul speaking, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. Look at what uh, 1 Thessalonians in verses 1 through 3 says. Remembering, Paul says, without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God and Father. Look what Titus, Paul writing to Titus, he says, This is a faithful saying, and these things I want to affirm constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. That's Titus 3, verse 8. So here we are in James chapter 2, verses 20 through 24. And we have two truths to remember here. The first being salvation is through faith. We are not saved through works. We are saved through faith. This is particularly what we saw in Paul. Through initial faith in Christ, we are made right before God the Father. If you were to ask Paul or James, how can I be saved? They would both answer by saying that Christ is the basis for our salvation. His work on the cross and in the resurrection is the basis of our salvation. Trust in the person and work of Christ And this is how you can be saved. Acts 16.31 So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. So, turn from yourself, Scripture's telling us, and trust in Him to save you from yourself and your sins and to be the Lord over your life and you will be made right before God the Father. You don't have to fear death itself, because you are right before God the Father for all of eternity. Salvation is through faith. Now, the second truth in this passage is that faith works. When Christ gives you spiritual birth, He gives you spiritual life, a life that is radically different, and a life that bears fruit. Look at Abraham. Yes, through his initial trust in God, he was made right before God the Father. 
but through continual faith in Christ, we walk with God as friend. Look at how John, uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 14, puts it. John is, is writing, You are my friends, Jesus speaking, if you do whatever I command. So, my friends, let's read those last few verses of James, chapter 2, verses 21 through 26. I'll read out of the New Living Version. 21 says, Was not our early father Abraham right with God by what he did? He obeyed God and put his son Isaac on the altar to die. You see, his faith working by what he did, and his faith was made perfect by what he did. It happened as the holy writings said it would happen. They say Abraham put his trust in God, and he became right with God. He was called the friend of God. Verse 24, a man becomes right with God by what he does and not by faith only. The same was true, verse 25, with Rahab the woman who sold the use of her body, she became right with God by what she did in helping the men who had been sent to look through the country and sent them away by another road. In other words, Rahab was protecting these adventurous Jews that had come to look for the promised land. She hid these men from the men that wanted to kill them, and she showed them another way to get out. Verse 26, the body is dead when there is no spirit in it. It is the same with faith. Faith is dead when nothing is done. I say, let's pray. Father God, we just come before you right now, humbly, Lord wanting your will to be done. This life is all about you, Lord. This is your plan. You are purifying the bride for you, yourself. Lord Jesus, we just thank you. We know that we are justified by faith, by our faith in you, Lord. You went to Calvary for us, and we know that you redeemed us. By faith, we know this. Hebrews 11 says, Faith is a substance, substance of things hoped for and the certainty of things not seen. So, Lord, I just lift up every listener around this world right now that is listening to this podcast, that they come to you by faith. And after they surrender, they become radical with their works. And we pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, folks, it's been so good to be with you again this time. And I'm looking forward to the next time. So until then, God bless each and every one of you. I'm Neil Parks. <laughs>